Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. You may be seated. Sometimes it is very easy for us to understand why we are going through a difficult times in our lives. In other words, sometimes those bad times come because, well, as the old saying goes, we reap what we sow. For example, it would be easy for me to understand why I am unemployed if I never showed up for work. That makes a lot of sense. And another example, it is easy for me to understand why I am feeling awful today when I drank too much the night before. In other words, I reap what I sow. But sometimes the bad things that we experience, or sometimes the things that we experience are a direct result of our actions, and we can change those. But sometimes the bad things that we experience have no connection whatsoever to our decisions or our actions at all. All of us have suffered at times because of the actions of other people. Sometimes those actions are on purpose. Maybe they did something to us on purpose. Sometimes that suffering happens because it was an accident that somebody else did, like a like a car accident or something like that. But we also suffer the effects of living in this fallen world. And when we suffer from things that are beyond our control, it is at times a bit unbearable. It's one thing if I suffer because of something that I did, for then I have the thought or the illusion that I can control my situation. I know how to make it better. I just won't do that again. But when I suffer because of things beyond my control, like COVID-19 and the world's response to it, then what? How do I stop the suffering then? Can I stop it? When this happens, at times we can feel abandoned, alone, powerless in our situation. Today we will understand that even though we feel this way, we are not alone. And although we are powerless, there is one who is in control and he is completely on our side. In our Gospel, Matthew records Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him on the other side while he dismissed the crowds. Matthew writes that Jesus made him and the other disciples get into the boat immediately. Why did this action seem sudden, immediate to Matthew? What just happened? The answer is that through his disciples, Jesus had just fed 5,000 men, not including women and children, with five loaves and two fish. This was a miracle. Matthew recorded that Jesus broke the loaves and then gave them to the disciples. 
And the disciples passed them out to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they took up 12 baskets full of pieces left over. We just read that last week. This was an amazing, undeniable miracle. And Matthew and the other 11 disciples were a part of this major feat. They participated. They experienced the miracle. And it must have felt amazing. But they were not allowed to experience the afterglow, so to speak. They weren't allowed to stay in this amazing experience. Instead, they were to immediately get into a boat by themselves while Jesus, by himself, dismissed the crowds. I think the disciples, if I was one of the disciples, I like people, I like crowds, I kind of would have been like, well, I can help you, Jesus, if those 11 want to go. (laughs) But they weren't allowed to stay in this experience. Instead, they were to immediately get into this boat. To get in this boat, it was not the disciples' decision. It was a decision that was made for them. Have you ever felt like the good times in your life were taken away too quickly and they were replaced by things that you did not choose or even things that you don't understand? Well, if you can't relate to that, then I'm not sure that you're living in the same time and place that I am. (laughs) It's been a crazy ride, right? And none of us chose it. After Jesus dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. Now, if we were to read this passage by itself, without any context to the big picture, we would be tempted to see Jesus, who is God in our flesh, who's supposed to be God with us, Emmanuel. We are tempted to see this God by himself, without any care for the disciples. The picture would see God at peace while his followers were a long way from the shore, paddling against the wind and beaten by the waves. The disciples were in a frantic place, and God, in this little snapshot, doesn't appear to care. Now, a lot of times, I think that we look at our lives in the vacuum of the moment. Does that make sense? A lot of times we look at our lives in the vacuum of the moment. We fail to see the big picture. And many times we fail to think of the character of our God that we've come to know through the word in Jesus Christ. Sometimes in our weak moments, We look at our situation and we think, this is unfair. 
This is cruel. Why am I struggling in this way? Why does it seem like everything I do is against the wind, beaten by the waves? Why can't I ever overcome? Why can't I just have some peace in this life? Why can't I ever rest in the good times when they do come? And why must I be thrust into painful challenges that I did not choose? Does God even care? If He does care, does He have any power to help me? And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came to them walking on the sea. They were terrified and said, It is a ghost. And they cried out in fear. It was now between 3 and 6 a.m. The disciples had been working against the wind all night long. Now the crazy thing for me to think about in this situation is that if this decision would have been left to the disciples themselves, they would have never been where they were. They were they, among them were some very experienced fishermen. They knew how to read the weather, and they knew how they knew it from instinct how to keep from being in a situation like they found themselves in. They knew that where they were. What happened because they traveled when it was unfit for travel. But here's the crazy thing they allowed a carpenter and preacher by trade <laughs> to make this decision for them. It is a decision they knew was unwise. They followed God's direction against their better knowledge against their knowledge that would have kept them safe. Why? Because they believed Jesus was the Messiah. Has following Jesus ever put you in an uncomfortable situation? Maybe you're uncomfortable being in church this morning because of the current situation. That's what happened here. Again, they were paddling all night long, and some of them, I think some of them may have even been angry with God, angry with Jesus. They may have been thinking, I, I should have said something. What in the world is the point of him sending me out like this? It's three in the morning. What benefit is this to anybody? And why did he get to stay with all the people? Well, we're out here risking our lives. It makes no sense. But God had never left them. And even in the storm, God was walking on its waves to be with them. When they saw Jesus, they did not recognize him, but rather they were even more afraid. Afraid of the waves, afraid of ghosts, afraid of crashing stock markets, <laughs> afraid of COVID, 
afraid of civil unrest, even afraid of going to church. We're not too different. They and us alike, fearing everything, everything except fearing, loving, and trusting in God above all things. The world's scary. It is. And even though Jesus is right there with us, it's sometimes hard to recognize him, isn't it? To recognize him in the water, in the breaking of the bread, in the still, small word. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them in their fear. Take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Nothing in this world is bigger than the one who is speaking to them. He is the one who tells the waves how far they can go. He is the one who spoke all that we see into existence. The things that we are afraid of, they know the voice of the one who loves us. The one who loves us so much that he laid his life down for us. What are we afraid of? COVID? Death? Financial insecurity? All of these things, well, I don't, COVID may or may not happen to you, but you will face death unless Jesus comes back first. What other things can you think of that you are afraid of? Are you afraid of nature? Are you afraid of people? The one who spoke nature into existence laid down his life so that your sins can be washed away. The one who created you also created every other person. We are each made by the same God. We, as Christians, are to pray for others. We're not to be afraid of them. Jesus is Emmanuel. He is God with us, even in the storm. And Peter answered Jesus. He said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you walking on the water. Jesus said, come. So Peter got up out of the boat and he walked to Jesus walking on the water. For a moment, even though the storm raged, for a moment, Peter saw Jesus. For a moment, Jesus' simple word, simple word, come, made Peter rise above the waves and walk on the water. At this point, it's amazing to me to think, I want you to notice, Jesus did not stop the waves. He didn't get the, <laughs> the conditions perfect. Okay, just wait a second, I'll calm this down. All right, now come. <laughs> no, in the midst of the storm, come. It was in the midst of the storm that Jesus called for Peter to walk. 
I don't want to get too metaphorical, but I do want you to understand that sometimes God does not take us out of our circumstances. But he always speaks to our fears. He always speaks speaks to our fears and he bids us to come to him no matter what circumstances we find ourselves in. Just like Peter, we are called to Jesus by the Holy Spirit and we come to him. But, as we know, when Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and he began sinking and he cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of Peter, saying to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped Jesus, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. Even though Peter was brought to the realization that Jesus was with him and the rest of the disciples. He was with them in their trial. The fears of this world were still too much. And Peter began to sink. Notice that it says, beginning to sink. Beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. We, like Peter, are no different. We are often overwhelmed by the circumstances that surround us. I am, I'm this way almost every day. Sometimes the dishes are too overwhelming. <laughs> we, we, are, we find ourselves in these situations. And how many of you have felt overwhelmed in recent days? It's been too much. This year has been too much. When we begin to sink, it would be good for us to echo Peter's prayer. Lord, save me. In our baptism, Jesus put us, it's interesting, he put us in the water. And he pulled us out of the water. And as Luther says in Luther's prayer, he put us in the holy ark of the Christian church. He put us in the water, he took us out of the water, and he put us in the boat, so to speak. Placed us in the church. Whereas the disciples did, we worship Jesus as the true Son of God. And the fact of the matter is, like the disciples, we are those of little faith. But Jesus always answers our prayer, saving us by his word of forgiveness, saving us by a meal prepared for us in the presence of our enemies, saving us through that still, small voice that takes away our fear. And Jesus continually comes to us, no matter what our situation he continually speaks the words, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. 
He assures us that we are cared for. And even though we sometimes feel alone, sometimes we feel as though we are paddling against the wind and beaten by the waves. We are not alone. Our God is with us. We have nothing to fear. And as he did with the disciples, our Lord uses the storms in our lives to bring us to a stronger faith in him, which also produces in us a love for others. We may not understand why we are in the storms that we find ourselves in, but I want you to know that even if you feel like they're in vain, they are not in vain. In the end, they lead us to confess along with the disciples that Jesus truly is the Son of God. And he comes to save us from the storms in our lives. His salvation gives us a confidence to reach out to others, to help them through their storms. Jesus' love causes us to love. We are not afraid to reach out to others. Because we know that the one who stills the storm, he is with us, and he is on our side. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.